0: Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward podcast. 9 in verse 6, And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And I'd like to use a portion of Acts 9 and 6. The Apostle Paul speaking to Jesus Christ. Could you actually talk to Jesus Christ? Yes, you can. Lord, what wilt thou have me to do. This person said, I only have two New Year's resolutions. I don't know if you made one or two. This person made two. One, the first resolution, to lose the weight I gained since the accident. That's my first one. And then he said, two, the second New Year's resolution, to stop referring to last year's junk food binges at 10 p.m. as the accident. <laughs> Isn't that the way that it works? Something ever called your name and his name, he call you, his name is pizza, and they call your name about 10 p.m.? It's never celery that calls your name or carrots that my wife pointed to me because I, I, I tell my wife I could eat Pizza at 10 p.m. every night of the week. It calls my name. The accident, right? A lot of accidents happen in houses. <laughs> it's the first of the year this year, and, and one of the refrains, and, and we'll say, Merry Christmas for Christmas time. Well, around New Year's, there's something different that people share, and I, I think it's a blessing. And they'll go around and they'll say, Happy New Year. Not, oh, another day or same stuff, different day. But there's an expectation of something good in the new year. And so uh, a lot of people make resolutions to change. And resolutions not to change from one thing to another, but to have better change. To change for the better. To to make uh, improvements in our life. Well... One of the definitions of new, well, it's in the box, right? Never been used. And when we say Happy New Year, and I'd like to use kind of a variation of that for my title. One of the variations of new is doing something differently, right? Doing something a different way. Because have you ever heard of the definition of insanity? (laughs) That's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. That's why people get discouraged at the end of the year. It's like, I didn't lose any weight this year, but I had a lot of accidents, right? (laughs) Pizza at 10pm. And I want to lose weight this year. Well, I would like to preach on the thought of a message, Happy Different Year. And replacing the word new with a different definition, really part of the definition of the word new is different. And I would like put forth to you and, and to myself, the only thing that is gonna be different this year or new this year is what we do differently. And I'm not talking about different, like uh, uh, you know switching from uh, Coca-Cola to Pepsi or from Pepsi to Coke or switching the channel. I'm talking about doing things differently to make us better. I'm talking about a new thing, a better thing, happy, different year. And that's what Paul, when he, he, he uh, had a, a vision of Jesus Christ, he was going about doing things the same way. He was going to uh, imprison men and women who were Christians, and he was about his business thought he was about the father's business, but he was going and he had all this activity going on and Jesus stopped him in his tracks and the Bible said, he said, hey, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you? And he said, I'm Jesus. And he said, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks. And then the apostle Paul, at that time, he wasn't the apostle, but he really gained his call from God then. He asked a question. That's my text. He said, "What wilt thou have me to do?" And really, what he's saying is, "What do I need to do differently? <laughs> what do you want me to do differently?" And I want to look at three differences in this uh, this message. And the first one is the direction difference. The direction difference. And the first thing in our life when we give our life to jesus christ uh that's exactly what we say when and uh, we got to pray with someone just recently to invite their uh to invite jesus into their life and let me tell you that's the most excited and wonderful conversation you'll ever have with somebody and i have a young daughter let me tell you if i'm part of that uh when she decides what do you mean preacher if well i claim when when she decides to invite jesus christ into her life Some might say it's a graduation ceremony, but the most exciting thing in my my heart in my life is when someone accepts Jesus Christ as their difference. Jesus Christ will make you do everything differently. (laughs) The Apostle Paul, at the time known as Saul, I know this is when he had a change of his name. He even changed, he was named most likely, he was from the tribe of Benjamin, and he's probably named after the most famous person in the Bible. From the tribe of Benjamin. So who was that? Israel had a king. The first king was not David. The first king was this guy that he could have been a basketball player, head and shoulders, above everybody else in the nation. And his name was Saul. And because they wanted to honor this young man, their family no doubt named them after Saul. But after he became a Christian, he changed his name and became known as Paulus or Paul. And this was the place where he had to change. Well, the Bible said that he said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And let me insert there differently. He said, I realize that I need to make some changes. Well, the doing difference, the Bible says, and really, if you want to change and have a happy different year, the first thing that I would put forth to you is to ask Jesus. Ask Jesus. I mean, sometimes, and it's a preacher, but that is a very dangerous prayer you know what it's a dangerous prayer because when you ask God what he wants you to do God might not answer you the way that you think he should be answered so I remember was it Jeff Foxworthy said they were having the you know the father had passed away and they had all the father's possessions And one of the brothers said, "Mm, I think daddy, I'm going to take this grandfather clock home that belonged to dad. Because that's what daddy would have wanted. And Jeff Fox really said, nope. Daddy would have wanted you to get a job and to pay mama back that money that you owe her. That's what daddy (laughs) would have wanted. Well, you know what? When we really honest with God and say, God, what wilt thou have me to do? And doesn't the Bible say this? It says, lean not unto thine own understanding. Man, I listened to a podcast of a Navy SEAL, SEAL Team 6. He wasn't a Christian until he became one. And the the podcaster said, well, how do you talk and how do you explain this and explain these things that happened and your friends that died and, and all these things that happened in your life? Well, he said, he said, I know this scripture and it's to lean not unto your own understanding you see i don't have to figure everything out i can in all my ways acknowledge him and what's god gonna do he's gonna direct my path and you know what my path might not be going that way my path might be to take a right turn or a left turn because god will begin when we ask direction to give us direction you know that i'm thankful and you say oh preacher that's a dangerous prayer i know because god might tell you to Say you're sorry to your wife. God might tell you to not say anything. Have you ever thought twice before saying nothing? Man, that's the best thing to do. You know, so well, preacher, but the... I'm married and my wife, she said she always has the last word in the argument. So I said something else. Yeah, but that's the start of the next argument. (laughs) Sometimes you just got to let God be God and let that argument fade. But the Bible says to have a happy different year, we need direction from the Lord. And you know, a lot of times the Lord will lay on my heart something that's completely different than what I thought to do. And this is for a New Year's resolution. Say, well, preacher, but I want to lose weight and get fit and save money. Those are probably the top three resolutions, right? Lose weight, get fit and save money. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. You hear about them. But you know that the greatest habit change the greatest form of habit change is identity and who you are is going to determine what you do have you ever been driving too fast and you look down and uh you're going 90 because everybody else is on the freeway right but you look down you look at your speedometer and you say that's not like me and what do you do you slow down to the speed that you identify with, isn't that the case? Or someone says you're driving too slow because they know that that's not like you, but it's like me. Because I had a new year's, well old year's resolution to it tracks the miles per gallon on my car and I wanted to get to 40, 40 miles per gallon. So who cares about that old people? So I was driving to St. Augustine, I had like 10 cars behind me because it was a two-lane road, right? And I'm trying to go like 44 miles to the hour, to 44 miles an hour, so that my miles per gallon climbs up. No one honked at me because it was Christmas. They probably figured, you know, this old Sunday driver, it was Sunday and I'm an old man, okay? But when we have a desire to do something different, it's going to go to our identity. If you want to change, one of the keys to change anything in your life is to have a different identity. It's not. Uh, there's two different ways to say this. If someone says, uh, you know, someone gets offered a cigarette, right? And one person says, uh, "No thanks, uh, I'm not a smoker." And one says, "No thanks, uh, I don't smoke." Those are two different things the first person identified as someone, I'm not a smoker. The second one says, it's not something I do. See, so many times we get focused on trying to change something we do instead of getting changed with who we are. Because when Jesus comes into our life, the Bible said that old things are exactly where 22, 2022, they're passed away. And behold, all things are become what? new or different and the bible said well how do they know that they're different because all things are of god the things that i say are of god the things that i watch are of god the things that we do are directed by god and you know that when god begins to deal with your heart about something that he wants you to change brethren we need to listen to that voice the doing difference we need to have direction but also we need to have desire Because if we're gonna have a happy different year, have you ever tried to eat celery but pizza wins out? Why? Because I would rather have pizza, it tastes better than celery. I don't care who you are. Pizza tastes better than carrots, okay? Soda tastes better than spring water. I don't care if you put lemon in it. It just tastes better, right? Well, for most people, okay? But if we're gonna make a change or we're gonna have something new happen. Brethren, we need a new desire. You know what the Bible doesn't say? Read the Bible. So a preacher of the Bible says, No, it doesn't say that. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2, God goes deeper to have a change. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2, as newborn babes. What do babe newborn babes want? New little babies. They want milk. That's all they want, right? Milk, formula, all day. They will cry if their diaper's loaded, and they will cry if they're tired, and they will cry if they're hungry. But it's a different kind of cry. You learn that as a parent, right? When they're hungry, it's an I'm hungry cry. As newborn babes, listen, it doesn't say read the Bible. Now, this is important to us because, you know, you can read the Bible. I can tell you. You can read the Bible. There's 1,189 chapters in the Bible. That seems like a lot. But if you read the Bible every day, four chapters, now that's what, 10 minutes, four chapters a day, you will read the entire Bible in one year. Four chapters, that's all you gotta do. Or eight chapters, you read it twice. 12 chapters, you read it three times. 16 chapters, who would wanna read the Bible four times a year, 16 chapters? You'll read the Bible, 16 chapters a day, four times a year. Say, preacher, what difference is that going to make? Let me tell you, when you put a lot of God's seasoning on you, it'll make a big difference. If you put a lot of God's word in you, it will change the things that you do. But you see, first we've got to change our desire. The Bible, I can tell all kinds of people that and they'll look at me like, great, I don't care. <laughs> I want to read the Bible. But that's why the Bible says, wait, if my desire isn't towards the word of God, maybe we can ask God, God, why don't I care about your word? Because you see, I don't think we're going to change what we do until our desires change. change. That psalmist said, he said, whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. Have you ever read the Ten Commandments? You know what the first commandment is? It was given to the Jews. I know that we're not under the commandments, but let me tell you, the first one, thou shalt have no other gods before me. That's the first commandment. You know what the last commandment is? Now, these are like bookends. Maybe you didn't think about this, but it deals with desire, doesn't it? It said, neither shalt thou desire. What? Thy neighbor's wife. It's like, why would anyone desire that? Well, why would God put it in there? Obviously, people do. Neither shalt thou covet or desire thy neighbor's house, or his manservant, or his maidservant, his ox, or his ass, or his subscription to Disney, or his Prime Password, you know, whatever, or anything, or his Tesla. That is thy neighbor's. You know, if we desire something, then we might... If our desires are incorrect, then our actions are going to follow what? Our desires. See, the first and the tenth commandment are like the bookends that really make sure that we keep all the other ones. If we put God first and we make sure that we have the right desires, then all of the middle commandments, those are easy to keep. The problem is our desires are not always right. They said preacher, but I want that pizza. You know that that's the problem, and I've realized that if something is in my heart, that's the wrong desire. You ever been there? It's like, preacher, but I'm just being honest. That's been in my heart. Me too. And you know what? That's why God's word is there. And and preacher, what do you do? Well, I ask God. I go back to the first one. I ask God, God, if this desire, I remember when I was a young Christian, I cursed. And uh, I got frustrated. I've shared this before. I cursed. And you know what I did? After I cursed, I mean, I said every word that I could think of. And I was in the Marine Corps, so I said words that you probably didn't know. Because in the Marines, we kind of like, brother, brother knows this. In the military, you kind of put words together, and you combine. You make it a prefix and a suffix, and you add the bomb to the front. I said, preacher, that's funny. It is crazy. I talked to this one Marine, and he was... He was talking, but there was, you know, bombs all over the place, asterisks and exclamation points. And I looked at him and I said, "Look, if you took all the curse words out, you could tell me what you wanted to tell me." And he inserted more curse words. (laughs) He did not like me telling him how to talk. I still remember that. I don't even know what he was trying to say. All I remember is like na 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 na. I mean. (laughs) But that was what I did. I remember I let all that stuff out. But you see, I invited Jesus into my heart. And I remember saying, Jesus. I remember saying, God, take this out of my heart. There is a desire when things go wrong. And maybe your desire is a, you know, uh, you know, I don't know. You just put it in there. When you get stressed out, I need to do this. It's a coping mechanism, right? That's what cursing was. But I didn't want a coping mechanism anymore. I wanted Jesus to be there as my coping mechanism. And that was probably 1993, 30 years later. Brethren, not cursed. So I don't slip and speak French, okay? Of course, you know people say, "Pardon my French."
1: <laughs>
0: my little sister speaks French, and she was visiting for the holidays. So I was—we were playing this game, and so I would just—I would just make up French words. And it was like, "Passé, please. and I was—it wasn't even French.
1: <laughs>
0: like to, you know, if I pass, you'd say I pass, but I'd say. Je passe. And she goes, that's not even French. (laughs) And I would just make it up. I don't even know passe. Does that mean like past tense? Or what's passe mean? (laughs) It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. And she was getting frustrated because she speaks French. And if you want to frustrate a French person, conjugate the verbs wrong. Or just speak nonsense. And I was doing both. (laughs) you know that I... (laughs) But I said, God, take it out. God, take that out. Take out my quote-unquote French. And you know what? I haven't spoken that kind of French in 30 years. Not one slip-up. What? No, I take... Did I think? (laughs) No, no. I I had three slip-ups. And then I prayed. I had like three strikes. And then I prayed. And after I prayed, you know why? Because when I prayed, I said, God, basically take this desire out of my heart. And brethren, if you want to change, I believe if you recognize that you have a desire for something. See, I was trying to quit drinking soda. Years ago, right? It's not wrong to drink soda. Soda's awesome. Especially Coke, right? <laughs> it's better than Pepsi. Say, yes. preacher, you just made enemies. I don't care. <laughs> Go take it up with Atlanta. Okay, that's a Coke town. My, my peeps are here, right? They're just right up the street. But uh, I remember I, I, I drank a lot of soda. I, mean, I would drink. I'd keep them in business, right? I would like, you know, my wife you know, remembered. And, and I, 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 I tried to... And You'd get, like, headaches. It's like, maybe it's the caffeine. It's the withdrawal headaches. And I would desire, I'd be thinking about
1: drinking Coca-Cola.
0: I mean, you never, you never been through that? It's like, oh, but I want to quit, but I want one so bad. And I, I'd just be thinking about it all day. And I recognized that. You know what that was? I said, preacher, it's a soda illustration, but it works for anything because I want it. I want it. Now, you can insert neighbor's wife. You can insert neighbor's house. You can insert Tesla. You can insert pornography. You can insert drugs. You can insert cigarettes. I want it. I want it. I want that girl. I want that guy. I want it. And I remember taking it to the Lord. I said, God. Well, this is the desire difference. If you can recognize your desires that are not right, you can take them to Jesus. Amen. And I said, God, take this soda desire out of my heart and you know what he did now it's not wrong to drink soda we buy them for the church okay We buy lots of Cokes for the church because they're of God no but (laughs) but I don't have an addiction I won't call it an addiction but I'm just using that the desire is gone I mean if I want to drink a soda but someone can drink a soda in front of me and I'll just let it go flat it's just not something that's in my heart anymore and you know what if you want a different year this year ask god to change your desires if you don't have a desire to read god's word why not if you only have a desire to come to church once a week or once a month god is that what you want me to do and it's a preacher but i get enough out of church for once once a week that's a it's a blessing to go to church once a week let me tell you but what about wait wait god what about reaching someone else for jesus what about inviting someone else to church? God, is this all I'm supposed to do is just go to church once a week? Or God, don't you want me to reach someone for you? Don't you want me to, to sow someone else that, that, that's, that's on there in their life and is out of control to bring them into Jesus that they can have peace like that man sitting clothed and in his right mind, one touch from Jesus. And you know what? You can be part of it if you have a different year. A different year so preacher you're just trying to get people to come to church I don't believe coming to church does anything for you I believe it's the desire the desire that motivates I believe some people come to church just because someone makes them come to church and if you stop making them come to church They won't come to church. But there's other folks, man, there. If you're late, they're waiting to bust the door down. And I'm thankful that there's a motivation in there. It's like, man, I've got to do something for Jesus. Like the woman with the issue of blood. I've got to get To Jesus, although I'm weak, although there's a crowd there, I don't have any money, but the Bible said that she went through the press. Man, this lady had a desire to get to Jesus, and brethren, I found out, I read the Bible, she got more than she was asking for. God made her whole. You see, the desire accomplished, the Bible said, is sweet to the soul. Man, when you sacrifice and God gives you your answer, then you got a blessing. You remember those uh, a couple years ago, they were like stimulus check year, what was that, 2020? Trump's stimulus checks. So you, you agree with that? I think it was a rotten idea, but I didn't throw mine out. Because <laughs> it doesn't work, right? I'm not being politicking or anything, but, but I remember you, you get these, and the more, more kid or bigger family, the bigger the check, right? And you got this money, and I'm like, ooh, I got money. So what'd you do? I wanted to spend it, but I held back. Because I needed to get into the car. My car was having issues. Not that it had fog in the headlights, okay? It had issues. <laughs> but because I held out, I was able to buy my car cash. So a preacher, but everyone has a car payment. See, being in debt is normal, but you see, being out of debt is weird. See, I want to be different. (laughs) You know, that I just had to hold back because when you got that money, it's like, I could buy this or I could buy this or I could upgrade this or do this. And I was like, hold back because we've got something we're going to buy. We're fixing to buy a car. And when we agreed, we just went to the bank, got a big stack of cash and handed it to the man. You know what? It's my car. You know that God makes it sweet to the soul. Now the car's got issues, as all cars do. But you know what? I'm thankful that God gives us a sweet accomplishment by putting new desires. Amen. New desires. And uh, the last thing is the dedication difference. The dedication difference. You know, you can talk about reading the Bible, but let me, let me, let me share that uh, in the morning and in the evening. Those are two amazing times to put things in your mind. The first thing that my wife knows, she was about to share some news with me. I'm like, no, no. I said, why, preacher? Are you weird? Yes, I'm different. The first thing I do when I get up in the morning is read my Bible. I don't check the weather. I don't want to check emails. I mean, if something's on your phone, you see it, like if someone texted you, okay? I'm not weird about it, but my first desire is to find out what God said. You know, I like that. I read in Genesis today that there was a, there was a river that flowed out of Eden to water the garden. You know, it was a master plan community, I, I never got that before. The purpose of that river was to water the garden that God made. You know, that I'm thankful that God has a purpose for everything that he does. I never got that before. How many times have you read the Bible? A lot. But since I put God first, my eyes are open to God. Meet my needs today before I read the news, before there's tragedies that enter into my mind. Before someone calls me with a question, God, fill my heart with Christ. Fill my heart with this word. And the last thing that you read before you go to bed. You know, a lot of times it can be, it's not wrong to veg in front of a television. I'm not saying that it's wrong. We were, my, 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 in, my parents rented this huge mansion down in Volano Beach where all of our family came. It was huge, right? Huge, like a box, but three levels. And uh, there were TVs everywhere. I mean, big screen. I think the top level had three big screen TVs. I mean, they're huge. And one of them was like on the coffee bar. There was a place where you put coffee and everything and this huge TV. And I had, I was going to put... The the, the, the coffee somewhere and I I was like I put it in front of the TV and I felt kind of wrong like you're blocking The television I don't think anyone turned that on (laughs) But there's just something about it's like no you can't put it in front of the the television But you know that the last thing that we have before we go to bed. Is it just some you know YouTube videos? and I'm not saying none of this is wrong, but when we go to bed, shouldn't we go to bed with victory on our mind?
1: Yeah.
0: Not be, not regret, man, I wanted to get more done or I failed at this. And that's what you go to bed with and you wake up with the same thought that you went to bed with. But you know what? What I want to go to bed with is, man, I can do all things through Christ. His mercies are new. Every morning, great is thy faithfulness. And if in a preacher, it doesn't take long, no, it just takes a few seconds. If you set it up to open your Bible, or open your phone, and read a scripture and say, God, I want to have some thoughts in my mind that are producing actions in my life. You know, that as she comes to the, the piano, there is a company. Named IBM, you've heard of that company. Maybe some older people, younger people are like, who's that? They used to be the big dog, IBM, okay? If you haven't heard of them, sorry. I mean, they had a slogan, and their slogan was, think. Well, another upstart company came up, and they had an ad slogan that many believe was a response to IBM's slogan, which was, think. Think. And the company was Apple. And the company had a slogan, Think Different. Think Different. And I don't know if you've heard of IBM, but you've probably heard of Apple. (laughs) Because Apple has taken over where IBM used to reign. Paul said, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. It's the dedication difference. It said, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. He said, begin to act on the thoughts that are the right thoughts. And he said, and the God of peace. Shall be with you. He told Timothy, his protege, he said, Meditate upon these things, give thyself wholly to them, that thy profit or thy profiting may appear to all. So I said, Preacher, I want to win in 2023. I believe you can if you have a happy different year. And I'd like to leave with this. Paul said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? Well, you know that when Jesus came to blind Bartimaeus, Jesus doesn't expect us to do anything that he won't do. Jesus said to blind Bartimaeus, he said, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? You see, if you want a happy, different year, you've got to realize that God he's coming to you with a question he's saying what can I do for you what can I do for you you know he took away my wrong desires he took away my old life And you know what he's he showed me the value of dedicating my life to him that that profiting may appear to all people will see it but you know what you'll have a real change if you have a direction difference God what do you want me to do if you have a desire difference God Where are my desires? And then if you have a dedication, once God has told you what to do and put the right desires that consistently begin to do the things that God wants you to do. And you know what? Paul had a life that was profitable and so will you. But eternally profitable. Happy, different year with heads bowed and eyes closed in reverence to God. God, let me think different. That I may do different. God, let me ask for direction. God, let me ask for the right desires. And God, let me ask that you would give me grace that I may be dedicated, not just on Sunday, but dedicated to those things that I want to accomplish in my life because of my identity in you. Let's find a place to pray. It's the first day of the year. You need to ask God for something. God doesn't expect us to do anything on our own, but he expects us to ask that we might receive, he expects us to seek, that we may find, he expects us to knock, that he may open unto us, let's ask, let's seek, let's knock, that God may give us a different year, that we may do some things differently this year. Is there anything that you want to do differently? Let God, let God deal with your heart and say, God, it's a fresh year, I can do things differently you for your glory and God that the results this year will speak for themselves that they will be different results better more godly more wonderful less grief less stress less worry because of our dedication to what God wants us to do and our desires that are in the hand of God Jesus, have your way. Speak to our hearts this morning that we have a happy,
1: different year. You can take what's broken and make it whole again.
0: Lord, let it be different, God. Here's
1: the pieces of my heart. What can you do?
0: Give us a different frame of mind God. Give us different goals. Give us different identities Lord.